Shalom. I'm delighted to be here with you again this week for this episode of Your Jewish Connection. I'm Rabbi Stewart, and as promised, we are going to be speaking about my favorite appointed time of God, Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles. You know, Yeshua is central to this festival. And by the way, you may not know this, but you're going to be celebrating this feast, whether you know it or not. Stay tuned to find out why. Jewish Connection with Rabbi Stewart, connecting you to the Jewish identity of Jesus and the Jewish roots of the Christian faith. Here now, Rabbi Stuart Winograd. We are discussing God's appointed times, the biblical feasts of the fall season. And uh, as you know, you can find God's appointed times, the entire list of seven in Leviticus chapter 23, verses 1 and 2. And, you know, I've got this conclusion here. God loves to celebrate his people. Not only does he give us seven annual appointments to meet with him, but we have one every week, the Sabbath. So God likes to meet with us and celebrate with us. You know, and these feasts were first given to the Jewish people but they're open to all who want to celebrate with the God of Israel, the God of creation. And so if you're a follower of Jesus, a follower of Yeshua, I'm certain God welcomes you to celebrate. And even if you're not, God welcomes you to celebrate because he wants to reveal to you how powerful and loving he is and how important you are to him. Today we're going to discuss the historic and prophetic significance of the third feast that comes in the fall Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, and this is going to be a two-part on uh, Sukkot, so you're going to want to catch this one and next week as well. And by the way, if you missed the episodes uh, dealing with Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, and Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, you can find the audio and video archives on reachii.org. That's our website, reachii.org, and also on your preferred podcast Platform, so they're readily available to you. Sukkot comes five days after Yom Kippur. It is a seven-day celebration. And this year it begins on October 13th, sundown, and ends October 20th, sundown. Remember, the biblical day begins at sundown. Did you know that the Bible says that all followers of Yeshua, as well as representatives from every nation under heaven, We'll be celebrating Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles. This will happen when Yeshua returns and sets up his throne to rule the world from his capital, Jerusalem. Let's take a look at what Scripture says about this. We're going to be looking at the words of the Jewish Jewish prophet Zechariah. We're looking in chapter 14. I'm going to jump around a little bit, start with verse 5, the second part, then go to 9 and 16 and 17. So follow along. Here we go. Then the Lord my God will come, and all the holy ones, or saints, saints and holy ones refer to saved ones, people who are born again through the life, death, and resurrection of Yeshua. 
The Lord my God will come with all of his holy ones, saints, along with him. And Adonai, which means the Lord, will then be king over all the earth. You know, we expect this event when he's coming back in the clouds with all of us. That's going to occur on another fall feast, Yom Teruah, or also known as Rosh Hashanah, an appointed time of God. What year? We don't know. And we shouldn't speculate because God made it clear that it's our job to co-labor with Yeshua in his great kingdom work and not speculate about when he's coming back. So focus your energies not on speculating when he's coming back, but on doing the work of making disciples, loving on people, loving them into the kingdom of God, serving, blessing. That's our job. That's what he says in the scripture. So then we're jumping now to verse 16 of Zechariah 14. Then the survivors from all the nations that have attacked Jerusalem will go up year after year to worship the King, the Lord Almighty, and to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles, Sukkot. And you and I, who love Yeshua and sincerely follow him, I imagine we're going to be orchestrating some of these the elements of this feast under Yeshua's great leadership. It's going to be awesome. And if any of the peoples of the earth do not go up to Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord Almighty, they will have no reign. And so this is why Yeshua will be inviting people, but he will also be ruling with an iron hand and demanding obedience when he returns and sets up his throne in Jerusalem. And just to give you a little context on this, you know, it talks about that the survivors from all the nations that have attacked Jerusalem will go up year after year to worship the Lord in Jerusalem and celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. If you read a little far back in Zechariah, you're going to see that uh, Zechariah prophesies that the nations of the world will come against Jerusalem and Israel, and it will look like total destruction of uh, the Jewish people and the nation of Israel. And when it looks that way, that is when Yeshua is going to choose to come back. He's going to rescue Israel at that time and set up his throne in Jerusalem as the king of kings. And so, you know, if you and I are going to be celebrating Sukkot when Yeshua returns, it might be a good idea to begin practicing a little bit now. And here are some things that you need to know. During Sukkot, we remember that God had the people of Israel dwell in Sukkot, meaning flimsy booths, flimsy tents, booths, during their 40 years of sojourn in the wilderness. We remember during this seven-day celebration that God was faithful to provide for and to protect the people of Israel as they had no permanent homes. They were wandering in the desert, no fruit trees, no gardens. He was faithful to provide. And when we gather as Jewish people today with family and friends to recall his faithfulness and his provision, we, uh, we rejoice and it stirs up in us a thankful heart that he also is faithful to us 
and provides for us. You know, it's also uh, <clears throat> interesting to note that uh, Sukkot is one of the three pilgrim pilgrimage festivals recorded in Deuteronomy 16. They're named such because God commanded through Moses that Jewish people from all over would come to Jerusalem to worship him during these pilgrimage festivals, Passover, Shavuot, or the Feast of Weeks, and Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, so that Jewish people all over the world would meet with the God of heaven and earth, the God of Israel, in Jerusalem on these three feasts. Very strategic. Modern Sukkot, or booths, are temporary flimsy structures topped with leafy branches through which one can look up and see the stars, bringing to mind God's promise to make Abraham's descendants as numerous as the stars. The booth, or the sukkah, also reminds us of the temporary nature of life on earth and that we should use our days wisely for the glory of God and the blessing of others, not being selfish or self-focused or simply looking to get ahead or or accumulate things for ourselves, but to be generous-hearted as servants of God, bringing his love and light to a world in desperate need of love and light. If you visit Israel during Sukkot, it is a great time to visit Israel. You will find beautifully decorated Sukkot booths on balconies, roofs, backyards, and it's quite a festive and wonderful scene. You know, hospitality is a strong Jewish value at all times, but at Sukkot it is especially strong as we invite guests into our Sukkah. Religious Jews will often live in their sukkah during the seven-day feast. Others, including most Messianic Jews, may not live in their sukkah, but will have some of their meals with family and friends. Sukkot is known as the time of our joy. And you will recall that Torah records, Torah, the five books of Moses, that not only was God, man, if this doesn't give you joy, I don't know what will, but he was manifesting his presence to the children of Israel in the wilderness, not only through a pillar of fire at night and a pillar of cloud at day, but he also provided supernatural food, shoes that did not wear out, many miracles through Moses, victories when they should have lost. And did you know that it was Yeshua, Jesus, that was giving the people of Israel spiritual food and spiritual drink in the wilderness? How do I know that? 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. And they all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Messiah. And this verse is talking about the children of Israel in the wilderness And that rock that gave them spiritual food and drink was Yeshua. The Feast of Tabernacles is my favorite. And the reason is it's my favorite because the most central and powerful theme of Sukkot is that our God dwells with his people. Amazing grace, amazing mercy, amazing love. How often? 
How awesome is that? Sukkot is all about Yeshua and Yeshua saving us and living with us now and into eternity. Stay tuned. We're going to dig into some more and get inspired with this Sukkot joy right after a short break. We're talking about God's appointed times. We're talking about the three appointed festivals that come in the fall. We spoke of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur in the last episode. Today we're speaking about Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles. And Sukkot is really the final uh, uh, appointed time of the year, of the seven that God has appointed to meet with us. And we saw in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 and 4, that it was Yeshua that was providing spiritual food. You see, Yeshua is God. Yeshua is God in the flesh. And Yeshua was there before the foundations of the world, the Father, the Son, and the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. And so we saw in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 3 and 4 that the Apostle Paul reveals to us that it was Yeshua who was providing spiritual food and drink to the children of Israel during their 40-year sojourn in the wilderness in the time of Moses. He was right there with them, and he is right there with us. Whether you believe in him or not, he is right there with you And he wants to open all of our hearts and all of our minds to comprehend the great love that he has for each and every one of us. As I mentioned, Sukkot is my favorite of all of the seven appointed festivals. And the reason is because the central and most important theme of Sukkot, and there are some great themes in Sukkot, But the central and most important theme of Sukkot is God dwells with his people. He is not far off. He is not a distant God. He dwells with his people. And I want to just take a look at this in John chapter 1. And we're going to read verses 1 and verse 14. And we're just going to build on this reality that God dwells in the midst of his people. John 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And we know that God created heaven and earth by his Word. And so the apostle, the Jewish apostle John here is saying, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then verse 14 He gives us an understanding and a revelation that the Word became flesh and tabernacled amongst us. We looked upon his glory, the glory of the one and only from the Father, full of grace and truth. And who is John talking about? None other than Jesus, Yeshua the promised Messiah of Israel, the Savior of the world, God come in the flesh to 
show us what it's like to be a human being, to live according to love and truth, and to give his life so that we can set be set free from sin and all the evil that goes with the sin and the corruption and death and have this tremendous, wonderful opportunity to walk intimately with God on this earth and to enjoy eternal fellowship with God, our Father, Creator. And so, Sukkot is is really the fulfillment of all of God's appointed times because it's God's deepest desire that we would be in deep fellowship with him, that he would dwell with us and we would dwell with him, that we would walk with him and follow him and his ways. So, if you have never embraced the good news that God loves you, that he has a great plan for your life, that he wants to live with you and guide you and empower you, then I want to encourage you right now to consider the fact that he does love you and his love was made manifest in a big, big way 2,000 years ago when Yeshua willingly laid down his life to set you free from sin, darkness, and death and to give you the promise of eternal life. I want to encourage you, if you've never made a commitment to Yeshua and embraced his love and sacrifice for you, let's just pray together right now. Dear God, thank you for loving me so much. You can just repeat after me if my words express your heart. Dear God, thank you for loving me so much. Thank you for sending Yeshua to die for my sins. I believe he rose from the dead. And I'm grateful that I can have forgiveness today and renewed fellowship with you, my God, my Father, and my Creator. I commit my life to following Yeshua, Jesus, all the days of my life. I want to make you glad, my God, and I want to do your will. Strengthen me and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for receiving me. I rejoice that I've opened my heart to receive you. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to encourage you to get in touch with us at reachii.org. We want to help you to grow in your faith because you just made the best decision any human being can make on this earth, and that is to acknowledge that the Creator is their Father in heaven who loves them and has a great plan for their life. You know, uh, when we think of of uh, religion sometimes, we get really confused because sometimes religion doesn't look like this kind of spiritual, intimate relationship with God who is spirit. It can seem just like a bunch of rigor and rules. Now, here's the deal, and I want you to understand this. 
and Sukkot points this out greatly, that religion is man's attempt to reach God. It always falls short. But Yeshua, Jesus, is God's attempt to reach you and me. And the difference here is clear, that religion is man doing everything that he can to earn God's favor and to... uh, uh, to earn God's favor and, and, and to build a system that seems to make him feel secure. And it's all about us working, working, working. But Yeshua, Jesus, is all about a gift that we don't deserve, grace. God saying, even though you're not worthy, even though you didn't recognize me in the past, even though you scoffed at me and maybe used my name as a curse, I still love you. I want an intimate relationship with you. I want to bless you. And it's all because it's my initiative, God saying, and my grace. It's a free gift. It's a free gift. And so Sukkot, Sukkot, When we embrace the good news that Yeshua, the Messiah of Israel, the Savior of the world, gave his life for us, that he dwells in us and with us because we've embraced him and accepted that sacrifice. And when we understand that he will return and we will celebrate in the fullest way, Emmanuel, which means God with us, the Feast of Tabernacles, the culmination of all the feasts, meaning that it's God's fullest desire to dwell with us. Man, it's amazing. You know, I believe that God is inviting all of us to celebrate his appointed Feast of Sukkot. I believe it will enrich your walk with Yeshua, with Jesus. And if you would like to learn more about Sukkot and how you can celebrate this very special God's-appointed festival, I want to uh, uh, invite you to request a book. It's spiritual, it's practical, it's written by my friend, Messianic Jewish Rabbi Barney Kasdan. It's called God's Appointed Times, A Practical Guide for Understanding and Celebrating the Biblical Holy Days. When you give a donation to reach initiative, to help us reach the Jewish people with the love and salvation of Yeshua. A gift of $18 or more, 18 means chai. Please request this book. We want to send it to you. Allow four to six weeks for delivery. And uh, I also want to mention that if you would like me to minister in your church with teachings like that you've heard on Your Jewish Connection, please contact us at reachii.org. I'm now scheduling for 2020. And let me encourage you, tune in next week for a culturally Jewish, very biblical, and eye-opening view of when and how Yeshua himself celebrated Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, and why he made an announcement on that feast that changed the world. Let's pray. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, I just want to thank you that you love me and you love 
every single person, no matter how far they've strayed from you or no matter what they've done, you love every single person hearing my words today. And I pray that for those of us who know your love and salvation, that our walk would grow deeper and fuller and that we would be brighter and brighter, shining lights in this world in your hand as Yeshua, the light of the world, wants to shine through us. And for those who don't know you yet, Yeshua, I pray revelation for them. And those who accepted you today, strengthen them in their walk with you. Bless them all, Lord, I ask. Amen, amen, amen. See you next week at Your Jewish Connection.